coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, I can't tell you because it's a mystery. We're talking about mysteries, everything mysterious and 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 clues and and puzzles and solving and 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 what's the conclusion? You'll just have to figure it out alongside uh, Matt and I as we talk about everything mysteries here on this episode of Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 68, recorded December 1st, 2016. It's a mystery. I spelled mystery wrong on the title graphic. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Jennings, uh, joined as always by Matt Mariani. And we're talking about mysteries this week, Matt. Yeah, how's it going, Detective Sean? Uh, It is, I don't know how it's going. It's that mysterious, Matt. We don't even know how it's going. Now, when I when I hear it's a mystery, the first thing I think of Elementary. is uh, is Clue, right? We're gonna talk about the game Clue, right? We I think we already did that, didn't That's we? That's a really good game. I, I'm I'm sure we have. We've talked about a lot of things on this show, um, and Clue I'm sure was one of the first things. Uh, Clue is a great game. Uh, it's a great movie. Oh my god, have you seen the movie? Clue? I have not. You know, believe it or not, I have not seen the movie Clue, oh, which is crazy. And did you that know? Is fantastic. Did you know when that movie was in theaters, they actually showed multiple different endings depending on what theater and showing you Three went Three different endings. That's so great. Why don't Three movies do that anymore? I have no idea. Why Why does, like, yeah, no other movie has done that. That's, in the social like, media so, age. I thought that would be so revolutionary. Like a, like a, a choose-your-own-story, basically. And I mean, like, your, your ending of your movie would have been completely different from, like, your buddy's ending, maybe if you saw it in a different movie theater. Well, it, and I think in the in the in the age of Facebook and social media, I think it would be even more popular because then you'd be like, "All right, like my friend saw one ending, I didn't see it. I'm a big fan of the movie. I got to go back and see it so I see the other ending." I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know there were multiple endings because there was no way to tell people like you can today. Yeah, I, you basically had to hear it from you know somebody at work or you know somebody at school. It wasn't really like right exactly. There was no Facebook to to contact each other. Um, about uh about different endings and so it's a cool a cool concept when you think about it 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 reminds me of like uh you know now we have director's cuts we have you know uh, excuse me different endings to like blade runner and like the director's ending and like the the movie ending but i i would have gone to see you know um avatar if it had two different endings or three different endings um that's really cool and we were just talking in our previous episode that you guys should totally go and listen to uh we were talking about new ideas that they could use in movies i think this is another one i agree i'm just i'm just kind of shocked that they used it and then like they everybody forgot about it like someone put it in a movie and then it just like went completely on like on disregarded basically yeah, I well, I remember I read once that there was a movie theater that did did like an experiment, a trial thing where you could, at a point in the movie, you could they had like a little keypad next to your seat, and you mm-hmm. could actually put in vote. what vote on what would happen at the end of the movie, and whatever the crowd picked was the ending they showed you. Um, for yeah, some reason, I mean, that never caught on. Novelty, um, and then like in in this in this like new you know tech heavy society 
I'm sure that would be extremely easy to do. I mean, not that you want to encourage people to use smartphones in a theater. You definitely don't. But like this might be one exception that could make the experience a little well, more Honestly, more the, the, the biggest the biggest piece that makes this possible today is digital projection, right? You, If you wanted to swap out endings, you used to have to actually swap a physical film reel. Now it's just a, a, a digital file they play on a computer. So there's no reason to think they couldn't be swapping in files pretty seamlessly um, with with the right setup. So I think now's, now's the perfect time to be trying things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't see why we don't get more of it. We're missing out, Matt. I'm telling you. Um, mysteries, Matt. Where where do you want to start on mysteries? What's the biggest mystery you can think of? The biggest mystery that I can think of. All those poor souls lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Really? That's the biggest mystery? No, I don't know. I, uh, I, the biggest mystery I can think of right off the bat. Uh, why don't more people watch our show? you think that's a mystery i don't really get it i haven't really cracked that case that's the easiest case to crack are you kidding me (laughs) i can i can think of many many reasons that's not a mystery that's like a as close to a scientific fact as you can get there's no there's nothing flim flam about that jeez good try though good try yes well be that as it may uh, that mystery aside, one I, that we will probably never solve. I was going to say, the real mystery is why does anyone watch this show? <laughs> um, that one also should be easy. Um, but, yeah, mysteries. Think, uh, mysteries, as a genre, are one that are very, they're very hard to pull off. I think they're very difficult to pull off successfully. I think because it's a trope that I think has been done almost to death, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like keeps on surprising us, you know, like for example, you think like mystery, well, what does that entail? Like somebody go missing, uh, does an object go missing? Um, you know, is there a murder that's being investigated? I think that a lot of the, a lot of the modern mysteries today, I think, have kind of like segued themselves into like crime procedural. Yeah, a little bit. I I don't. I feel like the straight up mystery you don't see a, a ton of, especially in movies today. Well, that's that's why I like the idea of defining a mystery because to me, a crime procedural isn't a mystery in, in the way I would use the term. For me, a mystery involves has to be more subtle than that. I think uh, you almost don't need to know you're solving a mystery to have a mystery. You know what I mean? I think that it, it if it's obvious that you're trying to solve something, then it's not a good mystery. Uh, so you think if there's an obvious like code to crack, basically, if there's an obvious problem, that or, needs to be well, solved. Well, maybe that just makes it a shitty mystery. I'm not sure. I mean, the Da Vinci Code is a shitty mystery. <laughs> I guess you could say. Because it is a I mystery. Know, I don't really call that a mystery, though. But I, that's I think what I'm that, saying. That was just a lot of bullshit. Yeah, and that's that's my I point. That. It, I don't it, know if I'd call that a mystery or if I would just call that a lot of made-up things that that kind of interwove into history a little bit, but then 
you find out all of it's like kind of made up and, and kind of it's very stretched and convoluted history. Um, it's got more, it's more like a scavenger hunt, really. It was kind of like a scavenger hunt with a, like a real like bare bones mystery. I think you need a couple of things. You need um, you need a problem. You need, it doesn't have to be a terribly obvious problem, but you need a problem that needs to be solved. Um, you need some people who are uh, maybe experts in the field. It maybe even not, but maybe have some kind of skill. They have to have some kind of skill. They have to um, know what they're doing. They have to know how to. They can't kind of just fumble their way into the mystery otherwise unless they, they're extremely lucky it just doesn't work they have to they have to be smart in like you know one particular area or like sherlock holmes and just be a well-rounded genius um they have to be you have to have some kind of skilled uh people and i think another thing a good mystery has is that depth it's got to have like a depth to it that uh, the protagonists kind of see the tip of the iceberg and there's like the tip of the iceberg is like the first act of the movie and then the like second act, maybe like you see the rest of the, the big iceberg underneath. Yeah. I, I, I think those are a good mystery right there. Uh, I, I would say it's about having pieces. I think good mystery has pieces, pieces you have to put together for what, what mm-hmm. bothers me is when people confuse mystery with horror, Stephen King, I think gets, more credit than he deserves because some of what he writes is mystery. Some of what he writes is just straight up horror. Um, if, if, if your goal is simply to escape something or to get away with something or simply even just to discover something, I think that's almost not really a mystery. A mystery for me involves many things coming together to a single conclusion on on its most basic. And then I, I agree with the points you just made on top of that, but you know, let's not confuse that with, with the simple act of getting from point A to point B. That's not a mystery. I think getting to point A requires you to touch on points one, two, and three before getting to B. Then you're starting to get to mystery territory, and you need all three points before you can get there. Um, it's pointless. Piece. And for me, the best mysteries are the ones that mix a combination of easy pieces to find, hard pieces to find, pieces you didn't know you needed to find, um, surprise pieces... Um, pieces being taken away, all of that leading up to a, a conclusion, good or bad. Yeah, it, it's got to have that roller coaster too, right? It's got to have that arc where um, sometimes the mystery, ch- like everything changes and you're like, what? And then uh, it looks like the arc square one, but... Um, you know, like they have to find new pieces. Pieces are constantly shifting and putting themselves back together in different ways. Mystery almost takes on its own form. Like as it's being written, it's kind of just. Well, the mystery is a character. Yeah, it, it, it is a character, I think, in itself. Now, what do you think of the difference for me? Because I used to read a lot of mysteries when I was a young lad. Um, and um, And I enjoyed them quite a lot. And then I sort of outgrew them, and I, I switched into the, a genre I like to call nonfiction mystery, um, which is the idea of you know real life stories that are in many ways mysteries, um, that are are real. I mean, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the fiction versus nonfiction mystery 
comparison, um, whether it be in, in books or movies or just in stories in general. I, I, I just I think I like the nonfiction stories simply because there's that element of I can't believe this is real. Um, that this this element of of it has a, a different dimension to it because you realize this was something that had actually happened. Um, you know, like the you, you even watch. Although again, we're stretching it a bit. We talk about like Dateline or 2020 or some of these more murder type stories. Is that a mystery? Uh, you're stretching it a bit. See, I don't really, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know if this category would fit in with my definition of mystery. Because, like, a mystery almost has to be – it can be nonfiction. It can, have, it can definitely have happened in real life. But I think just the way the story is told, I'm sure they're not, it's like a crowd. Um, if the mystery is, like, revealed too soon to the audience, like, for example, Gone Girl, the movie, not the book. Mm-hmm. The movie is kind of reveal happens like very early. It kind of like is too early for it to be considered a mystery because the audience knows what happened to the girl, right? They don't. They know where she went mm-hmm. very early uh, in the story. Uh, not in the movie, but the uh, movie, uh, just the way it's told, kind of ruins that that mystery vibe that it has going up until that point um and i think it could have been a mystery a very good mystery at that um and that that in itself is kind of like a real life mystery um the line or if it's like a 22 i don't know if i'd consider those to be i think those are like unsolved murders like that could be a real life mystery Mm -hmm. but only because it hasn't been solved yet like has it hasn't been put together, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, most, most of the mysteries I read are fictional, and they you know they have an end. There's a solid conclusion in there. Um, I like those kind of mysteries. Harlan Coben, easily my favorite mystery author, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fantastic, and he has a he has a way of making things very realistic and like it could very, any, any one of his stories could very easily happen uh, in, in the real world. I like those mysteries the best, I think. Um, well, the, the super realistic ones. Uh, uh, I might challenge you a little bit. I, I, um, I, are they set in a, a, in some version of reality? Sure. Are they particularly practical? Some more so than others. It's not practical, but I'm saying they could they could definitely exist. Uh, Anyone I think can exist can easily exist. Possible, but highly unlikely. If the if the right elements came together, if the the appropriate elements were to combine, I think that absolutely it's like there's nothing that preclude. It's not like the Da Vinci Code, where like there's not, not not there's no like great force precluding this from happening in the real world. True true yeah and i think i think that was one of the things that made stephen king a great author was yeah i mean a lot of his stories had science fiction elements but they were always based in in you know small towns with with real seeming people um that that you sort of would say okay i realize it's a science fiction element but i'll accept that fact and say okay it's 
not that far based out of reality. Um, some of these sort of yeah. some of these sort of big, big, big mystery stories that like Da Vinci Code that sort of try to span these big lengths of time and history, and you kind of say, "All right, now you're now you're pushing a little bit. You may want to slow down." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anything. Uh, how do you think movie, like, how do, how do you think the medium, when the medium changes, um, how do you think a mystery story also has to change? Like, if it's a, um, a mystery told in a book, how is that different from a mystery that might be told in a movie? I, I think movies are a fantastically shitty genre for mysteries. I really do. I don't. I think movies are a very hard place to set up mysteries because of a number of reasons. One, time, right? Usually an hour and a half to two hours is not enough time. Two, because it's a visual medium and not a written medium, you have to be very, you have to force feed the audience a lot to make them. The worst thing you can do is make the audience feel either stupid or behind, or you have to keep them up with the story. And in a movie, that requires, you know, kind of hand feeding them a lot of details. That's why I think books are a great medium for mysteries in that, you know, you can say a lot in the words that you can't say in a movie, right? Where in how you describe something or how you describe a person or the context you use or the way even the pages are formatted can can play a lot in how a mystery works. Movies, I don't think you have as much flexibility, frankly. I'm trying now to think of a good example of a mystery book that was turned into a good mystery movie and and I struggle to think of one because I just think the book allows a mystery to breathe and sort of exist on its own in a way a movie kind of shoves it in and says you know we got to quickly get to this um because we're, we're running out of time to solve it tv I think kind of splits the difference a little bit because you can spread it out a little more but even then it's yeah. difficult um yeah, I think a mystery is, and I think that that's kind of it. Kind of makes sense going off what you were saying uh, as to why there are so many mystery books, but so few comparatively mystery movies. At least so few good, well-made ones. Um, the movies, I think, were successful not because of the mystery aspect. I think they were successful because. I think Robert Downey Jr. just did a really good um, rendition of the character. I think the character themselves being the operative word there. Um, and uh, those movies succeeded on the on the on the um, the virtue of their characters, not really so much of the uh, the the mysteries or the stories that they told. Uh, the mysteries, yeah, they work they work super well in books and. I think you can you could just you can engage with the mystery like we talked about before the mystery being a character you can engage with the mystery on a on a more personal and intimate level in a book uh, rather than like kind of a made for ninety minute film or made for you know um, made for one hundred twenty minute film it doesn't really it doesn't really lend you the time that you, you you should have to engage with the mystery. It, you have to think it's, about it. Oh. 
You, you have to you have to use your brain power to solve yeah. a mystery. It's not force. It's not like a horror movie where it's shoved in your face and said, "Enjoy this." No, you really have to think. And I think that's what's great about books is very rarely does someone sit down and read the whole book in a single sitting. You have time to think while doing other things about that mystery. Yeah, yeah, you have time to, to kind of meditate on it. Um, even books on tape or, or you know um, Audible or any any kind of uh, listen ebook listening app like. Um, you can you can just kind of each one of those takes about twenty to twenty four hours, so you could really like think about that. Uh, you could pause it, pick it up later. A movie, it's kind of like a finite, you know, much fewer uh, duration. Kind of comes and goes. Yeah, and that's not to you know we <laughs> we talked a little bit uh, earlier tonight about um, movies with twists, right? Um, which I think is kind of the cheapest way to get out of having a mystery is rather than it's more of that surprise factor than it is a more kind of organic reaching of a conclusion. Um, you know, the, the sixth sense, the idea is throughout the whole movie, you're supposed to be putting the pieces together that Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Um, but by the time you get to the end, I don't think many people picked up on those clues. I think it was really, that last reveal that really kind of forced it on people. Um, and that's something I think that is limiting by that format. Yeah. Um, what's an interesting topic that we didn't really, uh, we haven't really talked about it yet, but, uh, this is an, an actual, um, an actual medium that mystery is starting to find itself, uh, inserted into video games i'm not sure if you're familiar with um telltale is a um a video game company um they have uh i think i think most of their games are mystery like mystery in nature um but the one that i can definitely love right off the bat is um uh, the uh, uh, what was it? It's it's a, it's a, it's about um anyway. It's a uh, it's a series about a um. You look like you knew what I was talking about. But no, I was hoping you were going to bail me out. No, I want to hear you call. explain it. All right. So anyway, because you're talking about this, the Wolf the Among Us, right? That. Te- the Wolf Among Us. Ba- Thank based you. I, on the I graphic, remember the name of it. It's I based on a on series of uh, graphic novels, yes. the Fables books. Yes. Yes, The Wolf Among Us. All right. Is a, yes, a, a story was put out by the Telltale Games um, company. It's basically a, 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 a it's a mystery. It's an entire mystery, basically a mystery novel, but put in video game form. Um. I think that's a that's a really good medium for for a, a mystery. Um, it it kind of blends that finite space that you have in a movie, but at the same time, uh, you know, because there's only a certain amount of cutscenes, a certain amount of, of of storytelling actually going on. But uh, I mean, just like a book has a, has a finite amount of pages in it, you can kind of like take your own time and go at your own pace and really think about the mystery, think about the implications of your actions, think about 
the implication of every clue that you find and, and you piece it together in your own mind. And I think that's really what makes a mystery great is when you're the one kind of figuring it out as it's going along, uh, along with alongside the character you're either playing as or or reading as or or uh, interacting with. Um, that's really what makes a mystery great, I think, is, is, is you you trying to figure it out step by step and given the time, given the time to figure it out as well. That's why most mysteries when they're when they're movies are either horror or they're thriller. Mm-hmm. They're not really true mysteries because, like we said before, they're basically figured out for you, not really with you in mind. As as it, the, the ride is still going, you know the the carousel is still going whether you're on it or not. But um, in 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 the book, in the video game format, even in the TV to a lesser extent, you get to be a part of that ride. Yeah, and by the way, if you if you enjoyed that, uh, I'm told, I haven't actually played it, that Telltale has a new Batman series that oh, yeah. is in the same format that I hear is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I haven't played it yet, but yeah, it's uh it's supposed to be um another it's and it's it's in the same vein. It's a it's a mystery mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. kind of play play as you go mystery. Um, I know they also did a Left 4 Dead series um, that was less of a mystery and more kind of following the story of the Left 4 Dead universe. But there's a little, there were some mystery elements definitely, definitely in there. I totally forgot about Left 4 Dead. The show or the the game? game? The game. Oh, the game, the Telltale game. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. That was really popular. I think they ran two seasons, two seasons of that. I like that game. Yeah. Huh. That was pretty cool. That was more about choices and and the consequences of your choices, less about a mystery. But there was, I, I think, there were some scenes where there was there was like a little bit of a a mystery element, things you had to figure out or piece together, puzzles. Yeah, I like that. Um. Matt, any last thoughts on uh, mysteries before we uh, we wrap this one up? I, I don't I don't think there's any mystery here that we're out of time. Oh yeah, no mystery there. Um, I I just I like that mystery, the one that like doesn't hold your hand, and the one that like really makes you think and, and makes you question everything. And that's definitely not the Da Vinci Code because I think that is kind of the equivalent of like baby food. Or baby formula for like the mystery, uh, mystery person. But um, you know, get out there and read some mystery books. They're yeah, good. I th- well, I think we have some homework for people, right? Harlan Coben, The Wolf mm-hmm. Among Us. That's your homework. Now, was, yeah, both of them good stuff. I'll regret it. Now, Matt, before I wrap up, uh, I do have to ask: Is that a picture of you on a pillow behind you? Nope, that's going to be a, a mystery for uh, the rest of uh, our days. That's that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you're gonna have to tune in next time to figure out uh, who's who's in Matt's bed this week. Um, but until until that happens, we thank all of you for joining us. Uh, of course, our website, UpForDebate.tv. Go there because we'll have all the episodes past, present, and future uh, for you to enjoy. Uh, and of course, there, click the subscribe button. Uh, and you should do that because it tells you all the places you can get the show on places like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much more. And, of course, you can follow us at UpForDebateTV on Twitter and Facebook.com slash TV. 
that's it for us. We'll be back next time with more great discussion. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean thanking all of you for joining us and saying for sure we can't wait to see you next time on Up for Debate. <laughs>